Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Beyond Markets podcast. My name is Helen Freer, and on today's podcast, I'm looking forward to speaking to our head of technical analysis, Menzel Pachinci. Hi, Menzel, and welcome. Hello, Helen. So as your job title suggests, today we're going to talk about technical analysis. I think what would be useful is to just quickly define technical analysis, first of all, just to be very clear that it is different to fundamental research. So how would you best explain what technical analysis is, Menzel, and what's the main difference between technical and fundamental analysis? The main difference between uh, technical and fundamental analysis is that in technical analysis, we ask the question of what and not why. So in technical analysis, we focus on the market signals. The reason is that in technical analysis, we have three main principles. First of all, the market discounts everything. It means that all the information available to investors are already priced in as investors have already acted on those informations. Secondly, prices move in trends. They go up, down or sideways. They don't move randomly. Last but not least, patterns do repeat as they are the mirror image of human psychology, which hasn't changed in the past uh, 100 years. It's still driven by fear and greed. And these patterns we can recognize in financial markets. Okay, so they're the main principles of technical analysis, whereas fundamental analysis looks at the fundamental aspects of a company and People form an opinion on how well a company's product is going to do, for example, but this sort of thing, it's assumed, is already priced in in technical analysis, right? Yes, uh, exactly. So we would never think about, let's say, a car company, if their latest model will be uh, popular with consumers or not. We will take a look at the stock price and decide then if it's uh, worthwhile to invest or not, because we assume that all investors are already researching uh, the company, researching trends, and then they make an informed decision. And then at the end, basically, we have a clear picture of the supply demand of the car stock and not the car. So we focus on the car stock. For us, it's important to have a view on if the stock is rising, falling, going sideways, doing better or worse than the overall market and not which model they will sell or not sell. Okay, so we're nearly at the end of April now, and I'm very aware of the old adage, sell in May and go away. What are your thoughts on this, Menzo? Where does the saying come from? Yes, I have to admit, it's one of the most popular sayings, and uh, usually these sayings, they have some meat to the bone. So when you look historically over the past 100 years, you will soon recognize that the summer months are not as well or don't perform as well as the winter months. So as an example, we can take uh, the most uh, famous uh, equity index, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And over the past uh, more than 100 years, in the summer months, it has risen on average by 0.9%, which is a lot less 
than in the winter months where it has risen by more than 5%. So as said, there is uh, meat to the bone to this saying. So that makes it sound quite straightforward then. How long should investors go away for? Does this always mean don't invest again until November? Yes, I mean, um, one, one answer could be this, but of course, it's always not as straightforward as uh, one might assume. So maybe there is a little bit of uh, nuance there. Okay, so it doesn't mean then that come the end of April, I should sell all of my equity exposure. No, absolutely not. So um, what we can do is we can say, okay, um, if we are in uh, ahead of the summer months, what is the trend of equities? Are they in an uptrend or downtrend? And this is the big difference. So when equities are in a downtrend, then the summer months get really uh, difficult for equity investors. So when the Dow Jones was in a downtrend, then usually it continued to decline by another 3.9%, which is uh, quite a bit. But on the other hand, if it was in an uptrend, uh, the gain was 3.1%. So the key question here is not, is it April or May? The key question is, what is the trend? So are equities in an up or downtrend? Okay, it's important to determine then, is the market in an uptrend or a downtrend? But I feel like I'm fairly constantly hearing worrying news at the moment and the mood doesn't feel too bullish. But you're saying that markets are strong at the moment then? Yes, definitely. And uh, this is, of course, uh, very um, against uh, the intuition of investors. The reason for this is, of course, if everyone would agree that now is the best time to buy equities, there would be no buyer left. So everyone would be invested. And there is another uh, saying, uh, maybe even better than selling mango away, that the market usually climbs the wall of worry. And the reason for this is that if you have investors who are worried, who are scared, it means that they have cash on the sidelines. So as soon as the mood brightens or the news flow is better, those investors might be the additional buyer in the market which push prices higher. Okay, understood. But historically then, we see that equities tend to underperform in the six-month period from May to November. Why do you think this is? Well, most likely, uh, the reason is, as we said before, uh, the big question is, are you in a bull or bear market? And probably the reason why, when you're in a bear market, that they correct much more is because of liquidity. So the majority of inflows into financial markets usually come towards the end of the year, and then in summer months, if you have less liquidity and then you have maybe some negative news, there is not as much demand or not as much volume in the markets, which means that prices can move lower a bit faster than usual. And I imagine it differs across different sectors, no? So, for example, our fundamental analysts are quite keen on defensives at the minute. And I would expect defensive stocks to generally fare better in a scenario where equities are going down. Is that the case? Yes, uh, of course. I mean, it's the same pattern. So here as well, when we look at uh, the history, let's say over the past 30 years in the U.S. equity market, we can clearly see that defensive sectors are doing best during the summer months. So these are healthcare and uh, consumer defensive stocks, which do well. Uh, on the opposite, you have the cyclical uh, sectors which underperform, so they decline by 2-3%, to which are oil and gas and material stocks. And what about in other asset classes? Does the sell in May line apply there as well? Yes, very interestingly it applies there as well. So for example, US Treasury bonds, 7-10 to 10 year, have a very good performance in the summer months. In the past uh, 50 years they have done 4.7% 
on average, uh, similarly to emerging market bonds. And here uh, at the same time, the exact opposite, uh, when you look at the laggards, these are emerging market stocks and copper, which on average declined more than 2.5% during the summer months. Okay, so in conclusion then, sell in May and go away is certainly true on a very high level because the numbers confirm that, i.e. the average return of equities between the beginning of May and the end of October is weak. It's not always negative, but just lower. But there is a lot of variation within equities and it's important to consider the starting point, so whether the market is currently weak or strong. And at the minute, you would argue that equity markets are strong. And so in this case, Salome and go away actually wouldn't apply. Would you agree with that, Menzel? Yes, Helen, exactly. So the key question is, are equities in an up or downtrend? Currently, they are in an uptrend. If they would have been in a downtrend, it would have made sense to think about selling equities, reducing equities, or switching into a bit more defensive sectors of the equity market. Excellent. Thanks very much, Menzo, for your time today and the interesting conversation. Thank you, Helen. And with that, we conclude this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thanks again to Menzo and thank you all for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation and that you will join us again soon. Bye for now. Get ready for the day ahead. Moving Markets is a daily market news briefing from Julius Baer's leading experts. You'll hear all about the latest ups and downs across asset classes, the underlying drivers, and our thoughts on where markets are heading. Search for Moving Markets on your favorite podcast player. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.